time to uh, talk to uh, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, a very good evening to you. Hey, Martin. How are you? I can't hear you very well. Is is the line okay your end? Yeah, I can hear you absolutely superbly. So if you, you know, it's a really clear line. Uh, I'll I'll speak up and speak clearly and slowly and see if if that's okay. Is this any better? That's that's great. I'll pretend I I hear your questions. <laughs> Damn, what a shame. We, we we normally have quite a good connection to you, John. Uh, well, uh, questions. Uh, is like, I, I get the impression that Latin America hasn't been as badly hit as the USA or indeed Europe as far as coronavirus goes. No, there's, there's only one news story in Latin America at the moment, and it's uh, Ron, Ronaldinho's prison football video. Uh, that's coming out of Paraguay. I think we're going to have to, we're going to phone you back, John, because, uh, I want to hear about Ronaldinho. It sounds, uh, it sounds fascinating. Um, I think you two are missing a trick, says Simon, uh, on the text. He says, well, with no sport, everyone would listen to you guys instead of, uh, your sport-based sibling. So you should ask for a pay rise. Yeah, we can ask. We can ask, Simon. It's a good point. Um, we'll be doing a, a, an extended simulcast with our chums at TalkSport about three o'clock. I think we've got a better line with, uh, with John Monfilio. John, is this better? Loads better, Martin. Thank you. Oh, brilliant. Well, tell me about Ronaldinho, because it sounded exciting. Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of being partly flippant, because obviously, uh, you know, the world is consumed with coronavirus at the moment. But it, but it's actually a really strange story that, um, for some strange reason, a few days ago, Ronaldinho decided to go into Paraguay with either a fake or doctored passport, got picked up by the authorities, him and his brother, and he's now awaiting processing in a, in a Paraguayan jail which nobody wants to spend any time in obviously yeah. but it also means that apparently the inmates have really taken to him and love having him play play football with them so there's so there's uh, leaked videos of ronaldinho playing prison football coming out of paraguay which if, if not the top story in latin america is maybe a third or a fourth you know humorous uh, humorous underscore to all of the coronavirus stuff yeah i mean presumably he won't be held that long will he in this paraguayan prison i mean they know well, who he is yeah, but this is the thing is that, I mean, it's not a, a significant, I mean, it kind of is a significant offence, but, you know, in, in the context of who he is and stuff, it's not really. But the problem with um, these systems in Latin America is as soon as you're, you're the wrong side of the system, these things take ages to process. So that there's actually a decent chance he could be in there for three, four, five, six months oh before, you know, before he comes out the other side of it. Yeah, blimey. Well, to move from uh, Ronaldinho to um, coronavirus, uh, I know uh, Bolsonaro was uh, he, he had a, there was a press conference, wasn't there, with uh, with Donald Trump? And uh, at one point, did Bol Bolsonaro sort of suggest the whole thing was a hoax? Well, that's no great. You know, anything which is um, <laughs> which doesn't really go with the Bolsonaro line of thinking tends to be a tends to be described as a hoax, much as, I mean, Trump basically described it as a hoax before he didn't describe it as a, as a hoax not, not that long ago either. Yeah. Um, essentially, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he thinks uh, Bolsonaro's standard position is thinking that, um, that anything which, is, which takes place, which, is, which he's not in favor of, is an attack on his, on his uh, way of being and on his political stance on, on everything. I mean, certainly the, new, the reason why they've been in the news recently is because uh, Bolsonaro's communications director met with um, with Trump very recently, and Trump has been very uh, free and handsy with his handshakes and stuff. So that's what's what's led to Trump having his um, 
having the, the coronavirus test uh, be done. And Bolsonaro has also just been been tested as well for uh, for the virus. Brazil was the first country to register a coronavirus case about two weeks ago now, has the highest uh, rates in Latin America, but it's still only 77 confirmed cases. So, you know, you compare that to Italy, the UK, yeah. etc., and still very low, and, and all cases there have, uh, as, with, as with in Mexico, where I'm speaking to you from, um, have been linked to um, to external travel, so very little or no uh, contact or infection at all, person to person within within these countries. But certainly, Latin America is is holding its breath and bracing itself for for the arrival of, of coronavirus. Where I'm speaking to you from in the south of Mexico, there's not a single registered case, but all public events have been uh, cancelled. Uh, Easter is being taken early, so schools will have one more week's worth of classes but then we'll have an extended an extended break the um the local authorities and the government governmental authorities have cancelled all non-essential uh movement and events as well so i mean i guess you know what what you could say at this point is this is the right time to do this by the time you know the infections ar ar arrive here then it's a bit late to to bring these measures into into play but for sure latin america is one of is one of the final con continents to be receiving, uh, you know, significant coronavirus infections. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with the uh, Jalisco New Generation cartel? Uh, I suspect you are, um, because uh, the U.S. are sort of clamping down. This, this is the Mexican cartel um, uh, allegedly fueling the uh, the drug crisis in uh, in America, and there's been a, a number of raids. Presumably, you're familiar with all that, and that I suspect would be reasonably news in uh, in Mexico I mean I am familiar with the Jalisco new generation cartel they're one of the newer um, you know new kids on the block in terms of cartels that, that emerged as a result of splintering of um, um, of, of other cartels and, and they're certainly one of them are kind of proto-violent um, sounds it they sound pretty yeah they sound pretty violent from you know what I'm reading yeah totally and actually this is something which I mean you know, I'm not speaking positively about the cartels and who they used to be, but certainly the, you know, the the extreme violence now being um, that the that a lot of the new cartels are uh, used as a kind of modus operandi definitely is um, is not the way that things have always been, um, and it's about other cartels and and people and authorities taking uh, taking note and taking attention. So the most famous new cartel which emerged um, actually emerged from a government um, kind of paramilitary secret paramilitary wing um, the setas uh, uh, they're the most violent and the, the, the Jalisco new generation cartel as well that are on the other side of the country but are absolutely struggling for existing existing routes up to the US and they do this with you know fear violence yeah. uh, and not the kind of fear and violence which is just intimidation I mean when they when they do something they do it with you know, huge amounts of people and guns and infrastructure, which no authority in Mexico can, you know, can compete with. Yeah, and probably not the Amer You know, whenever uh, America announces a, a war against drugs, it's usually drugs that wins the war. You know, and I think it uh, may very well, um, you know, may very well be like that uh, again. Because I'm, I'm just looking at this story about basically what the uh, what the Americans um, are trying to do to smash this uh, Jalisco new generation. And um, I'd be surprised if they entirely succeed. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, I, I think these things, I mean, as you say, I think it's very much a, 
a truism where there's supply and demand and the rates of income that we're talking about in um, in what is in, you know in a Mexican context and what is still you know relatively poor country and where basically your choice as a young man is to live in poverty or to live like a king even if you die at the age you know even if you like to die at the age of 23 um, and get the respect of your peers and stuff well of course you're going to go into you know into something like drugs um, trafficking or, or get involved with that kind of I mean it's a no-brainer like if, you know if I was if I, if I was that guy that 23 year old guy living in that social context in that particular place and the cartel came calling and gave me a choice you know, I know which way I would go, and it's not that I'm prone to, to to existing on the wrong side of the law. It's just you know, it's not much of a choice. Yeah. Uh, just one final story uh, that I spotted from your part of the world, and that was uh, Maduro in uh, Venezuela uh, suggesting that um, Venezuelan women should have more children. Yeah. Well, I mean, as we, you and I, have spoken about many times before, you know, the loss of population and in Venezuela, which now numbers to one in four, one in, one in five people, and, and he sort of flippantly said, he flippantly greeted a, a mother who had six kids recently and said, all mothers in Venezuela should have um, multiple children, six children, to repopulate the, the fatherland. The thing about um, Venezuela, uh, actually, it was in the coronavirus context is really is, is that they're terrified about the moment because the, you know, the, the absolutely non-existent infrastructure that there is there, especially medically at the moment, there's two confirmed cases in Venezuela. And if, if there's anything like an upsurge there, Venezuela is not remotely set up to, yeah. um, to, to deal with it. But in terms of uh, Maduro and Venezuela, I tend, tend to put stories into two brackets. One, is it an actual story? Or two, is it a Western media kind of, you know, uh, generated story? Because, I mean, Maduro is, isn't the, the, the sharpest tack um, by any stretch of the imagination, but also the Western media do like to kind of pick yeah. up, uh, you know, non-stories about him and, and the like. And this is just something he said in, in passing, which for sure, you know, isn't particularly smart or, or whatever, but the Western media have picked up yeah. on it as being, you know, another signifier to the state of play in, yeah. in Venezuela. Okay, well, we'll rely on you in the future, John, to uh, put us straight about exactly what's going on in uh, Venezuela uh, and uh, elsewhere in Latin America, as you always do. Bless you. And uh, thanks every, ever so much, John. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Cheers. Uh, John Bonfilio there in uh, the south of uh, Mexico. Thank